We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, CMOS girlies. Welcome back to your favorite pod. It is Kate and Emma of the CMOS girlies. How you doing, dog? I'm doing good. It's nice to pod and be back with you. And yeah, just kind of getting back into the swing of things. It's fall in New York and that is always a happy and exciting time. It's truly sweatshirt season. The leaves are changing. Um, Disclaimer for all the CMOS girlies. I think most of you guys know why we've taken a break. Um, If you don't follow me personally on social media or maybe you didn't see the announcement in Geneva and you're like, where have the girlies been? Um, Well, we're back. Kate and Emma are okay. Um, I've been going through a lot personally. Um, The last pod we had was like two weeks ago. And unfortunately, that day I said goodbye to my dad. Um, Had to fly home rapidly because got a call from my mom at like 4 a.m. that dad was passing. Um, He was diagnosed with cancer in August, passed away about a month after the diagnosis. So it was very quick and tragic and still sort of processing that and now sort of going through the early stages of grief. So I just haven't really been able to get my life together to pod. Um, I mean, I flew home and I like didn't pack clothes for the funeral that we had at my house. I didn't have my laptop. I didn't have any everything. And so it just didn't really feel right for me to podcast. And also just like I've health and wellness stuff is just like a lot. Medical information is a lot for me to read right now. So just needed a little break. Um, if you do want more details, I like posted on my Instagram a little bit about it. So if you like had no clue what was going on, um, I suppose you can get caught up on that if you want. But pod is back. So it's a Tuesday morning for you girlies that are tuning in. And Emma and I are here to catch you up on what we've been doing for these past two weeks. Emma? Yeah, lots and lots and lots of things. Yeah, we're definitely happy to be back. And I'm just very proud of you, Kate, for how you've been handling the situation. And, you know, just happy to have you in my life and here to support you. Um, Yeah, things have been good. There's been, I think Kate and I often experience like waves when it comes with like 
gifting of stuff via CMOS release. And recently we received Masa chips, which I'm sure you guys have gotten like targeted ads for. Um, it's like a white bag with like orange stripes and like their whole thing is that it's like seed oil free and like tortilla chips are good. Like I'm not much of like a chip person, but when I took a bite of these and like my boyfriend, Chris, who is like very much a tortilla chip connoisseur, he was like, these are the best tortilla chips I have ever tried. And like, I can't even explain why, but they're like so salty, but like in the best way possible. And they have this like, I don't know, like nuttiness or like to them i can't really explain i'm really really bad with like flavor profiles and notes but i think it's because of the beef tallow that they fry them in which is like what sets them apart from um typical tortilla chips where it's like maybe made in some sort of seed oil yeah yeah no it tastes um to give you some flavor notes as if you were looking for it tastes nutty i would say it Mm -hmm. tastes salty and it also tastes like hearty in a way like it is mm-hmm. from probably the beef whatever the fuck on it but those chips are good like emma said i am not a chip girly i've been dipping them in cottage cheese eating them like crazy um they are really good so shout out to masa chips yeah they're doing a, the good work over there they're available on air one well because like, i asked the people that run social media because i was like my dad would be all over these because like so you must really know that like my dad is a freak and like he recently yeah. bought a juicer for whatever reason i think he's like been on to like some crazy like juice kick for like oh no i don't know arthritis prevention um, or something stupid like that and he is someone who's like i don't want seed oils in my body um but they're, they might send him some which would be really really nice but they are going to try and give us a code for you girlies because oh, they're a little bit expensive um but you know could be a fun gift to receive for christmas if you're into receiving tortilla chips or gifting someone tortilla chips for the almond mom in your life get her seed oil free chips um that's funny on that theme of of health foods um my mom has been she's not an almond mom but i discovered that she's a pork belly mom because i was going mm-hmm. through my texts and literally like all of these texts from my mom when we were going through like the old group chat of my family and stuff it was like got pork belly with dad at the lake harriet band shell got pork belly here so yum wish i could have some pork belly right now so my mom definitely has some food things but um it's not exactly almond mom behavior but i'm curious of what your mothers do with food and if they would all love the seed oil free chips um my only notes my life is hell which is obvious like i was in minnesota came back came back um september august i don't remember really anything i've done but the only notes that i really have that have remained consistent is that i am now obsessed with snoopy i've always been okay the peanuts are from minnesota um the founder from there there's like a, a museum right now the natural history museum in minnesota or whatever the fuck there's a peanuts exhibit so if you live there go but I don't know. I just decided to be like a fucking teenage girl. I'm like grieving like the loss of my fucking dad to cancer. And so I just bought this like Snoopy plush. And I feel like I'm 12 years old in bed, like sitting with it. But it's kind of fun. I've been watching the Snoopy show. Um, my new favorite artist ever, Blonde Shell, um, debut album came out like recently. And it's like I've been devouring it. I'm obsessed with the artist. I'm like stalking her on Instagram, like love her so much. Um, I've been cupping a lot. I bought an at-home cupping kit from within, um, and I've just been cupping myself in bed. There's some cups on my shins right now, and then I've been training for the marathon, which will be next month. So those are my only really exciting notes, Um, but an exciting note is that I was on about like mile seven of an 18 mile run this weekend I think it was like my longest run to date which was very exciting and I'm running through Brooklyn running through Brooklyn and I was like literally thinking about Emma I was like oh I like wonder if her pool's nearby here because I always like when I do these long runs I just go through multiple boroughs 
Um, and who do I run into but Emma and her mans? And I've not met him yet. And it was like the perfect little motivational thing I needed on my run because I was like about to die. Um, but I saw them on their little Sunday morning stroll and it was very wholesome little closing the circle moment on my run. It like made me so happy. And I didn't even like register at first that like it was you. It was just like some woman and like head to toe purple because like Kate obviously wears like the best workout wear. And I was like, that just like has to be Kate. And then it was. <laughs> yeah. And then like you and Chris immediately started talking about like a marathon training. And I was like, thank God the Chris and like Kate yeah. have someone that they like, can like moment. talk to each other about because I like hear him talking about like his long runs that he has to do and like how awful some of the runs are. And I'm like, you need Can't to just relate, do baby. this marathon and move on. And he's also like crazy and like runs his long runs. I love him to death, obviously, but like he is crazy. Um, he like runs his long runs in the middle of the week because he's like, I'm not giving my running my weekends. And so, like, he wakes up at, like, 3 a.m., and he has, like, this crazy yeah. long routine. And I'm like, you are, like, Andrew Huberman, like, in the making. Yeah, um, he said but, that, and yeah, I was I'm like, s- that's unnecessary for marathon training, but I love that you're a quirked-up boy like that. Good for you. Yeah, so I'm sending him off to Columbus, Ohio this weekend, and we're excited to watch you run the marathon. I've never watched the New York City Marathon before, but I guess for the route, you guys run down Bedford Ave, and my pool yeah. is right on Bedford Ave. So I'm like, I'm just gonna sit on the steps of the pool, yeah. hang out, watch you swim. Um, but yeah, swimming's gonna been great. I have the morning practices back again. I was supposed to do a swim meet last weekend, but it was like on a Sunday. It was the morning after a party that we all got invited to from someone who's on our team, and then yeah, it was just like Joe and I, and I was like, we are not driving up to Kingston, New York, which is like a two and a half hour drive to like do this swim meet at YMCA that like would be so, 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 so sad. But you know, TBD, I'm sure I'll do a meet at some point. I definitely want to, I feel like this is like the strongest I've ever been, which has been like really exciting. And yeah, I've just kind of been enjoying regular schmegular life. Um, I got the new book by Melissa Broder, Death Valley. And some people have DM'd me asking how I like it so far. I'm only on page 50. So everyone leave me alone. Um, I can't really give you the full deets, but yeah, it's good. If you like Melissa Broder's like previous books and novels, I highly suggest like she has a very dry sense of humor that I really relate to. And I kind of miss her podcast. And I think I'm going to start listening to her old episodes. So I'm like, I just like need to hear her voice and her talking about like peeps and what other weird diet foods that she used to eat in her car. Yeah, um, She was like, lot. definitely, she was like, definitely my best friend when I was like in college, just like questioning who I was as an individual. She just like was a very comforting voice and like you and I bonded over her a lot. Yeah. She was very parasocial for me as well. I do miss her pod. I miss hearing her voice, like you mentioned, and like the weird foods that she would talk about, Um, which brings us into our last subject, which is the podcast. So obviously took the two weeks because like I was just going through hell um still in hell working through hell but we've been thinking about the format of the pod so to give you the long what is it tdlr is that what it is you always say tldr tldr I always know what it means I don't know what the fucking acronym is but that statement um we've had the pod for three years and Emma and I were chatting before we clicked record uh we'll be clear we clicked record today we were both 1920 when we started the podcast. Both of us have our big time girl jobs. We've changed a lot about like health and wellness and just personal lifestyle stuff since then. Um, the pod has grown, the meme page has grown, Geneva's grown. Like there's been a lot of changes for us. And I think there have been some of you girlies that have been here since the podcast was called Voice Memo. Like we see you, we hear you out there, you're OGs. And so with that, I think Emma and I have changed our views on like what would be our best way to give information or what feels relevant to people like the podcast is it interesting like what can we be doing better what service can we provide to people because like we've done episodes on gut health could we do another one 
yeah but would people prefer just like a different format of the podcast a different cadence of it um so we're trying to figure that out we've been aware that like we're trying to figure out how the podcast should work and what that is best for you guys as well so we're really curious to hear your feedback on this and kind of like what you're looking for in a podcast as well is it the informational is it the chatty best friend is it you guys submit questions every single week that we answer and we choose like five of them um so yeah kind of let us know what you're thinking about CMOS girlies because we're very curious yeah I mean the podcast is definitely very important that's like how so many of you guys probably found us and discovered CMOS girlies but Kate and I also want to ensure that a yes we're providing you guys with like information and content and like stuff that feels like exciting and relevant for you all and I think there's like so many different ways to now consume information especially with health and wellness that if you guys are now pivoting to TikTok or like listening to other health and wellness people and you're coming to us for something else like that would definitely be helpful for us to know and I think too like Kate and I just want to like continue to feel fulfilled with what we're doing and I think recently we've not necessarily felt like burnt out but we're kind of like what happens next and we're definitely the type of people that need to have change and that's why there's constantly changes and iterations happening on the podcast just because we got to keep ourselves on our toes to keep you guys intrigued and listening and also just like to keep us motivated just because I know that we have had we have made such an impact and like what we have built together and also with you guys from the community um is very special and like a very unique place on the internet that I want to have live on forever but sometimes you just need a new type of fuel to fuel the fire Yeah. And I think another thing in the background is that our habits with social media are changing. Like, I think at any stage as you guys grow older or just like if you become sick of like sitting on your iPhone forever, like people are finding health information and community in different ways, too. Like now that we are more out of like pandemic past and et cetera, um, I think I'm even consuming information differently. Like Emma said, like maybe I was really on TikTok in 2020 and now I'm not on there as much or I've unsubscribed from the health podcast. So yeah, we're just curious to see where you guys are at. I think honestly, like the way that we've seen into your guys' lives the most are like tagging like your CMOS girlies moments on Instagram stories, which I've loved seeing because it gives me so much more intel into like where you guys are on your journey. Um, so yeah, I mean, I see Emma and I as like your guys' friends, your guys' like wellness girlies, like that, but we're curious for what you're looking for in the pod. Um, any and all feedback is welcome. So that's that. This episode's about immunity because a lot of you guys are like, it's going to get cold season again, flu season. What do I do? I feel like as a consumer of health information, I'm always like, got to get my vitamin C and got to get my bee pollen. And that's like all I really think about when it comes to immune health. So hopefully we provide more nuance in this episode to you girlies and you can stay healthy this flu season. Yeah, I feel like I take my immune system for like granted, like I don't ever really get sick. And maybe that's just because I be doing all the right things. But yeah, I think immunity is like a pretty straightforward thing and you don't need to overcomplicate it. So we're just going to give you the fundamental basics on how to best stock up your supplement um, and pantry and, you know, how to focus on exercising and how that impacts immunity. There's a lot to uncover. A lot to unpack. Um, I will call you back and then we'll get into this week's episode. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, girlies, buckle up. It is now immunity 101 session. Get your notebooks out, however you like to take notes. Um, We are definitely entering the cold and flu season, which I feel like is like way more common for like little kids and parents that have little kids. But I'm sure if you work at some little corporate job, your HR department is scheduling like free, um, free flu shots or whatever they're called uh, for you to get while you're at office. At least that's what they did where I work at. Um, we kind of broke this up into a few different sections that pertain most closely to your immune system. So like supplements, um, sleep, exercise, and nutrition. We're going to start off with supplements. I think that's like where people typically turn to when it comes to, you know, boosting their immune system and like the best way that they can kind of support it just because we are more susceptible once we're entering into the colder months and like more inside. Um, I feel like growing up, like all we ever took was like the emergency vitamin C packs. And I feel like that's like everyone's kind of like first introduction to taking some sort of supplement as like a kid or as a young adult. Um, but I just feel like now with like so much more information, like even my parents, they take like way more intricate things than just that. I think people are like wanting to take other things that maybe have like even more of an impact on their immune system versus just taking a vitamin C. So I just kind of broke up the basics and this is actually categorized by like maybe like the most important to like least important just so you can, you know, have a list for when you do go shopping for supplements if it's something that you want to do. 
Um, so we're going to start off with vitamin D and really the main thing with vitamin D is that it's going to enhance the pathogen fighting effects of white blood cells, which are pretty important for our body's immune defense. And vitamin D can also decrease inflammation, which helps with promoting the immune response. Um, one thing to note about vitamin D is that it is fat soluble. So if you are shopping for the supplement, make sure you're looking for those soft gels that have like extra virgin olive oil in them. I've taken those before, or if you get like a tincture, I know, um, EG one athletic greens, they have a little tincture that's a vitamin D and extra virgin olive oil. So you can take it that way, or just make sure you're eating it with food just because otherwise your body's not going to be able to fully absorb it. Um, but most of us are going to be vitamin D vitamin D deficient. And people think that like, you can just like go outside and like stare at the sun and get enough vitamin D. But so many of us, A, do work inside pretty much all day. And also now that we're going to be entering daylight savings, we're just going to be getting less time um, with the sun. And so many of us do get efficient from this lack of sunlight. So yes, you can go outside and get your sunlight, but also it's like, if you're not fully exposing your body to the sun, you may not be fully getting all the vitamin D that way. So that's why it's like really, really important to supplement with vitamin D and vitamin D has also grown in popularity during the pandemic. There was just like so much research on like treating people with vitamin D and just like studies finding that it helped expedited healing. So I think this is a supplement that more people are coming around to and like probably already have in their routines and low vitamin D levels can be associated with increased risk of upper respiratory tract infections, including influenza and allergic asthma. And also too, in vitamin D, if you have like low vitamin D, it can also impact um, that seasonal depression that a lot of us can experience. I know that as I've been taking more and more vitamin D and being more consistent with it, that sense of like seasonal depression during the colder and darker months has definitely subsided a bit. And obviously, you know, the safe range for dosage is going to be vary by individual, but it's usually around a thousand to 4,000 IUs that are recommended. Um, and again, if you're taking a multivitamin, I'll give you like some like tips at the end of like what to consider with supplements, especially if you're doing just like single ingredient, but you know, just make sure you're looking at your multivitamin to see if it has any vitamin D in there first. Um, next is zinc. So this is needed for immune cell development and communication. Zinc plays an important role in inflammatory response, it protects tissue barriers in the body and help prevent foreign pathogens from like entering in. One thing to note about taking zinc and like a zinc specific supplement is that an excessive dose may actually interfere with copper absorption, which could then increase your infection risk. So just be mindful of dosage. And that's one thing too, like zinc is pretty common in like a lot of foods, like pumpkin seeds, for example. So if you're eating a lot of like zinc rich foods and also taking a multivitamin that contains zinc, you likely don't need to be taking just a zinc supplement on its own. Um, but according to research, like 16% of all deep respiratory infections worldwide have been found to be due to zinc deficiencies. So zinc is definitely like a very important, um, you know, mineral and nutrient that we need in our body. So make sure you're definitely stocking up there. And then the good old vitamin C we all know and love um, supports the function of various immune cells and enhances their ability to protect against infection. It's also a really, really powerful antioxidant. There was also a large review of about like 29 studies in around 11,000 people, and it demonstrated that like regularly supplementing with vitamin C at an average dose of like one to two grams per day reduced the duration of colds by 8% in adults and 14% in children. So it does have a lot of like, you know, great research to back it up just because with a lot of supplements, there's usually not enough research to really back up the claims. Um, but you can also just eat a lot of citrus and get your vitamin C that way. People love to drink their orange juice. Um, if you're an orange juice girly, you know, drink, drink her up this coming fall season. Um, a few others, adaptogens, 
specifically turkey tail uh studies have found that like certain adaptogens can enhance immune response and act as like a non-specific immune modulator this essentially just means that it can support immune function um cordyceps lion's mane mataki and shiitake along with reishi are like other types that have also been shown to benefit immune health but again like there's so much more research that's definitely needed in the world of adaptogens and one thing is that like you definitely have to be taking them pretty regularly because they have a compound effect so like the more often you take them it's similar to exercise the more benefits you're going to reap um but turkey tail specifically can like help your body become or adaptogens overall can also help your body become resilient to stress and as we know like chronic stress can be pro-inflammatory which can further weaken your immune system over time and adaptogens are fun because you can take them like in tinctures teas and powders so there's like a little bit there's a few other ways to get creative in taking the supplements um, through adaptogens just because I know like popping a pill isn't like the most fun experience, especially if you're like slowly starting to build out a routine. Lastly, we got elderberry, which studies have found that this extract has potent antibacterial and antiviral um, properties. Um, again, more research is needed in this area. You can definitely get like elderberry tea. I think they're often found in, like those like little cough drops. Then honey too, which it's more related to allergies and we did probably something about honey in the springtime because that's when people are often getting a lot of their seasonal allergies um but eating local honey can expose you to the local pollen in the area therefore kind of like grow grow your body's like immune response to the pollen um because your body will no longer really recognize it as a foreign invader and that's typically what happens when we experience seasonal allergies so this is one that you can maybe focus on when it comes to spring, but it's always nice to have. And, you know, honey can be good for a scratchy throat. I like adding that with like some apple cider vinegar, lemon, and like hot water. If I'm just like feeling a little tickle in the, in the throat. Um, another fun one could be curcumin, which is the compound found in turmeric. And this has like strong anti-inflammatory properties, just because again, if we do have chronic inflammation, that can just further weaken our immune system and make us more susceptible to any the sicknesses that are spreading out there. Like overall, like if you are going to be introducing any supplements into your routine for your immune system and immune health, like you got to be consistent with it. And like most people typically fall off of supplements because you know they take it for three days and they get busy because of life. And then they just sort of claim that the supplements weren't effective where, you know, if they had remained consistent and had taken them throughout, you know, the entire course of like the cold season or 12 months or 12 weeks, 12 months, you have it. Um, you know, you would likely be able to find some, you know, some benefits or something that was at least a little bit effective. And also too, like you cannot treat supplements as a band-aid. And I think that's like what a lot of people do when it comes to supporting their immune health, like people to start taking vitamin C when like they hear that a kid at the school got the flu or if they're like starting to feel bad. Um, you know, if you have an unhealthy lifestyle, like everything is so connected that you also have to kind of pay a little bit of attention to nutrition and also your sleep and also exercise for everything to really work in like harmony. Um, and supplements should also be filling the gap. So again, like focus on diet first. supplements are expensive, especially with inflation, like definitely try to get your nutrients where you can through food. And then any places where you do know that you're likely not getting enough, that's where you can supplement. That's why I think like vitamin D is definitely one that should be on the top of everyone's list. Maybe not so much like a $16 jar of like local honey. Um, and then lastly, if you know, if you are taking a multivitamin, like I said, then just make sure you're considering like the daily values that you're obtaining from that said multivitamin for going out and getting a single ingredient supplement such as zinc. Cause like I said, if you're taking too much zinc, you know, that can lead to other, you know, 
bad absorptions of other minerals and you just like don't want to be overdoing it on supplements just because you know yes they're not regulated so people think that they can kind of get away with doing anything but you do still have to be a little cautious yeah supplements can lead to bad effects if you take too many or you don't really pay attention i think people wouldn't like take too much of a pharmaceutical or take too much of like tylenol because you'd be like well why would I not follow the dose? But then I think with stuff like supplements is just kind of like fluffy and it feels like funny. Um, I like, oh, I'm just going to drink this juice and then I'll have chlorophyll later and then I'll have this. Like these all interact in your body in some ways. So like Emma said, do not over supplement. Um, I also think with immunity broadly, I feel like in my past life, I've thought about like immunity only during flu season and like your body has an immune system entire year and so yeah the flu season happens because it's your body's more susceptible to get this and that's when like viruses and pathogens spread more easily but if you don't have a good immune system year-round like you're gonna run into certain issues so these things are all just like very broad lifestyle factors which gets us into our next category which is sleep um most of this is pretty unsexy stuff that you have probably heard before but it is good to hammer the head on this because you know the sun is setting earlier get to sleep earlier like catch up now like summer i totally caught myself like staying out later and having fun but when the sun's not setting anymore girlies like get the sleep in check so when it comes to the immune system Most studies have shown that people who do not get this quality sleep or enough sleep are most likely to get sick, which I feel like we know. Like as kids, like I always felt run down if I didn't get sleep or bad quality sleep, and then it kind of snowballs on top of each other. Um, Especially if you're exposed to something like a virus, like the common cold virus, you're likely to be susceptible to illness if your sleep is not in check. Um, Now, the importance here is quality of sleep. I feel like most CMOS girlies know this, but even if you're getting eight hours and you're waking up a ton or it's not getting like the full cycles of sleep, your body's not going to be reaping the benefits as much. And so how do you get that quality sleep? Some of the main things are going to be a consistent bedtime. So trying to go to bed at the same time every single day, waking your body at the same time every day. There's a book that my sister read, which I could ask for. My sister is like low-key a CMOS girly. If you're a CMOS girly listening to this, that's getting drinks with my sister. Well, they were getting drinks then my dad passed away, but they like had it on the books. I think it's delayed a little bit. But if you're the CMOS girly in Minnesota that's getting drinks with my sister, um, ask my sister about the book that she read about sleep because I need to get the title of it. Basically, the book talks about how you go through certain cycles of sleep. And so like, let's say you don't fall asleep for a very long time. Like your body can't get into REM. I have a whoop fitness tracker. That's like a sleep tracker. So I'm a little bit aware of this, but this is all to say that these consistent bedtimes really help set up your body for success. And so I think that's one of the biggest things when it comes to sleep hygiene. Um, the next thing is reducing blue light. I'm the biggest victim of this staring right into my phone before bed, but trying to get your body to stimulate this wind down routine can be very beneficial. So even if you're on your phone or something like that, do the light setting. So it's a little bit less harsh at night. Other things you can do to go to bed, you can journal, you can read, you can meditate. I have gotten into self-hypnosis. Don't, I'm not losing it, right guys? Don't worry about it. But there's this self-hypnosis app. I heard it on a podcast. It's called Reverie. Um, I've led it to think, decided to think about it as like guided meditation. And so some of the exercises are like, think about sleep and think about pain and think about your body being on a bed of water and stuff like that. But it's actually helped me get into meditation. So if you're looking for a meditation app before bed, check out Reverie. This is not sponsored, but I just found it interesting. Um, You can take a bath before bed, Epsom salt bath, any sort of like warm, warm water. So maybe you're taking like a warm shower before bed that will signal to your body that like it is time to rest and go to sleep. Um, Back to the immune system. So like lack of sleep 
it also can affect how fast you recover if you do get sick. So when your body's under a lot of stress and it's trying to fight off an illness, um, oftentimes you're more sleepy, you're more tired, you're more prone to napping, but it's like harder to sleep at the same time. Um, so try to sleep and try to nap as much as possible. If you do catch yourself on the early stages of an illness, sleep is this time that allows your body to replenish your cells. I feel like we talk a lot about it in the context of like working out, like you're repairing your muscle tissue. Um, but also is the time when you are replenishing your immune cells in your body. And so when someone is ill or injured, there's like this inflammatory response that happens when you're sleeping. So it's like the muscle repair or it's like replenishing your immune cells. And so that's like adapting your body to be a more immune and to heal from this. And so like recovering from like a wound or like an injury or a stress fracture or fighting off an infection. And so that's kind of why sleep throughout your day is really important of getting you over that sickness. Um, now back to like sleep cycles, I talked a little bit about before, but this is kind of what happens like while you're sleeping and you're infected. Um, if you experience symptoms like a fever and you find it's like really hard to sleep, like here's kind of the nerdy thing of like what's happening. Um, a fever is an immune response. And so like this higher body temperature, it can trigger newer waves of immune defense. And so it makes your body more hostile to different pathogens. And so some experts are starting to believe that like these sleep changes are induced by the infection. And they are designed to sort of facilitate this fever and help the body fight off. And so like, if you feel like you can't get to a comfortable temperature, you're taking off blankets and you're turning on your AC and then you're hot and you're cold, your body's trying to fight over time to like fight off this infection. And so that alters how much time is spent in these certain sleep stages. So as I mentioned before, like your body's going to go through different stages of like deep sleep, REM, et cetera. And so if you're fighting off a fever, it can't like do these that well. Um, specifically the immune response will induce more time in stage three, which is called non-rapid eye movement, um, NREM, I think. Um, this is also your deep sleep. And so this is when the body like slows down its processes. It allows for the immune system to function much better. Um, deep sleep is increased when you're fighting off an infection. I always notice this on my whoop tracker that I have like much more deep sleep than what my like goal is. And so like, since your body is so tired and so like sick of fighting off this infection, you're getting into deep sleep more. Um, and it's when your metabolism's at the lowest, it's freeing up energy to sort of like fight off this fever, which is why the shivering will happen because you're re releasing this heat to sort of like maintain homeostasis because your body's now at like a higher temperature with the fever. Um, so this is all to say that like, then when your body moves on to REM sleep, uh, your body actually can't shiver. Like your body is struggling to get back to that core temperature it wants to be at, which leads to muscle atonia. And then there's this like active infection during your sleep. So like REM sleep is virtually abolished when you are really sick or you're really injured or you're wounded because your body can't get into like the stage of this. Um, if you've ever had nightmares when you've had a fever, this is why, because you are getting like a very fragmented amount of REM sleep, which is very interesting. Um, so that's why like the sleep cycles, once again, is very important. I will get that book for my sister. The last thing about sleep is that like just broader on the immune system, your body is exposed to pathogens throughout the day, every single day. Um, I feel like a lot of wellness girlies are like, I'm going to clean this and I'm going to clean this in my apartment and clean this. Like we live in society. We are living a very polluted, toxic society out there, like climate change and climate disasters happening around us. Like even if you go live in a glass bubble somewhere, like you can't 
avoid pathogens. And so what you can do is build up your body to not get ill from them the best you can, right? Like the food that you eat, the air that you breathe, the physical things that you do throughout the day and what you touch. And so that's sort of like how your immune system plays. I feel like I hate the response that it's like, we just need to detoxify everything and like clean our house down. And it gets people in this very like frantic panic state. And the more like nuanced, correct approach, in my opinion, is realize that like, yeah, we live in a very polluted, dirty world. We don't have a lot of social safety nets as we saw with COVID. And so like, it sucks that like you could walk outside and like get a flu or something every single amount of the day. Um, and it's like stuck on you and like this individual response to do something. But I guess it kind of takes off the burden that like, even if you are like, quote, doing all of these right things that we've said, you still could get sick. I don't know, glass half empty, half full, perhaps. Yeah, I feel like out of all of these kind of segments that we're going through, like sleep is the most boring and the least sexy, but it's probably like the most vital, especially when you are sick. So figure out your sleep routine earlier than later. And like, I'm happy that like I am a young adult who like has it figured out and like I don't experience FOMO if I like do leave a party early because I want to still get like my eight hours of sleep. Um, That's something that you struggle with. Figure that out on your own. But yeah, I think sleep, it's like one of those things where you just kind of have to experiment and some people are blessed with great sleep. Some people aren't. If you're someone who doesn't get good sleep, there are plenty of sleep supplements that you can take like magnesium. Um, So yeah, get your sleep on. Uh, The next is going to be exercise. I feel like physical activity often often gets like siloed out and like viewed as its own separate thing when it comes to health and wellness, but like how we do move our body has a pretty significant impact on our immune system. And the alteration of like the immune response related to exercise really depends on so many different factors, such as like regularity, intensity, duration, and the type of effort applied. And there are some pretty decent um, studies on the connection between exercise and the immune system, but there's still so much more that needs to be, um, you know, done. But it's typically said that like moderate intensity physical exercises can stimulate cellular immunity. So anything that's like 60 minutes or less while prolonged or high intensity practices without appropriate rest can actually set off a decreased cellular immunity and increase in the propensity for infectious diseases. So like oftentimes like more does not usually mean better. And if you're like doing, you know, six hit workouts a week and then like also going on like a crazy long run on the weekends, like that is going to be too much for you. And like, you can actually hurt yourself obviously through just overdoing it and it can weaken your immune system. This is like something that if you're like a student athlete, you likely have experienced a lot, especially if you're performing at like that college level, but kind of getting into like the science of like how exactly exercise can impact and affect your immune system. We have things called cytokines and these are basically just little small proteins and their main role in our body is that they control the growth and activity of other immune system cells. And there are actually anti-inflammatory and pro-inflammatory um, cytokines. And the anti-inflammatory cytokines can increase through muscle contraction during exercise. And that can be really through any type of movement, whether it's like a squat or you running or, you know, doing push-ups. And then with white blood cells, these actually increase in, in concentration from physical activity. And the concentration can remain high with a peak of like 30 to 120 minutes after constant physical activity. So that's like a really, really great way to increase your white blood cell count. And then also to exercise can promote better sleep, which Kate touched on the importance of sleep and our immune system. And just research has basically found that like the higher risk of infection from a reduction in antibodies as a production of pro-inflammatory cytokines is in those 
who often get like minimal sleep. So if you're not getting enough sleep, you're going to be getting the, a lot more of these pro-inflammatory cytokines, which can cascade and lead to a weakened immune system. And then like moderate exercise reduces inflammation, like I said. Um, and I think one thing to note is that like inflammation is like a very normal immune system response. And like, we need that. And like, that's how our body, you know, fights infections and diseases. But again, like it, there is a fine line with like, what is not, what is, what is enough and what is like too much. And when we do have chronic inflammation, this can exacerbate diseases, um, and kind of getting back into the over-exercising this basically will just like suppress your immune function by overstressing it. And so just again, like making sure that you're resting enough. And like, as I've gotten older, I've definitely have learned the importance of taking rest days. And I suggest to a lot of CMS girlies, like I'm sure you guys are like type A and feel like you like have to like do something every single day, especially if you're like still getting out of like that orthorexic post eating disorder recovery mindset of like needing to be perfect all the time and like being super dialed in. Otherwise you feel like you're going to like fall off track and like, you know, end up, you know, whatever failing, like scheduling in one to two rest days a week and like keeping that as like your normal routine, whether it's like you always take a rest day on like Sunday, or maybe it's always like Sunday and Thursday, whatever best works for you that way, then you can, you know, schedule your workouts around those two days. And then you can know like, okay, I just like have to be, you know, I work out these three days that I can like put in my best effort. And then like, I get this one day off and like, you'll eventually realize over time that like those rest days are so critical and will like actually allow you to feel even stronger and better during those like actual workout sessions versus like just kind of half-assing it multiple days in a row just because your body's tired and you're not allowing yourself to take a rest day. And also too, you know, when you are sick, like you need to rest. Don't try to force the exercise. Like your body will be able to get back into shape, you know, without much time. And I think like when I was younger, I would definitely try to like push through it at times. And, you know, I realized that that just kind of then further prolonged my recovery to getting better from whatever sickness or illness I might've had. And in terms of like what exercises are best, like it's, you're going to be better off just kind of incorporating a little bit of everything. So like walking, which I'm sure a lot of you guys already do, you're getting your 10 K steps, um, strength training and aerobic activity. Of course, if you're someone who's like more into running or swimming or like playing soccer, like you can prioritize that and do that more throughout the week versus like strength training. Or if you're a girl that really, really loves getting into the gym, lifting heavy, you know, you can prioritize that more versus aerobic activity, but just make sure you're incorporating a little bit of both throughout the week. Yeah. And rest is really important. I think you hear that and then you don't really understand that, how much stress really hurts the body. I feel like whenever I hear that, it's really fluffy for me. And the only tangible like realization of that that I've seen um, is when I got a stress fracture. I think I've told this story before, but I have a whoop fitness tracker. Um, and so this will give you a score every single morning on like a scale of zero to a hundred. It tracks your sleep. And so then it'll make a score on your recovery and it'll track your heart rate, what your resting heart rate is, what your heart rate variability is. And it will use these all together to sort of help you predict what your next day will be. I have found it really beneficial in terms of training and knowing a baseline. I've never had a fitness tracker before. So like, I'm just like, oh, intuitively, I think I slept well, but I've never had the data. And it's been really beneficial for me as an athlete because I was always like, oh, a rest day, like my body must not be doing anything. I have the exact same amount of strain, which is basically it calculates how hard your body is working throughout the day. So like, let's say you have a designated hour long run. It will track from like 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. It will give you what your heart rate was during that time. You know, all the other health factors you would want to receive. But let's say you had a rest day and you didn't have any like, quote, 
activities that it logged on the calendar, my strain throughout the day is almost exactly the same on the rest days as it is the days like yesterday when I ran 18 miles. I have a 20 strain today and I had a 20 strain yesterday. So it just shows that like when your body is at rest, it is repairing, it is going through everything. And so you really have to honor that in order to get better. If you've ever been at a point when you've had a lot of just like nagging injuries and pains and you've never really gotten better fitness wise or running wise I'm guessing that you probably haven't rested enough because I think that's a big thing that a lot of people don't do you don't see it on social media and I think that's where progress happens even though it doesn't sound as intuitive um so yeah take your rest days that's something I've really started to do with marathon training and found it to be really important the last thing on immunity is nutrition. I feel like Emma covered a lot of this in the beginning when it comes to supplements, but there is, you know, you just, you do get to control your nutrition every single day. You get to make choices about what food you want to eat and how that will impact your immune system. Uh, the biggest sort of like disclaimer is that undernutrition is very dangerous when it comes to your immune system. Um, you know, when we think of people that are suffering from food shortages or families in developing countries that might not have access to food all the time. Malnutrition can be something that leads to periods of hospitalization because your immune system is so impaired. And so that's like a really important thing that like if you are under eating and like actively making that choice every single day, you are destroying your immune system every single day. Um, each stage of like this body's immune response rely on the presence of a lot of different micronutrients in the body. And so like it is interesting that a lot of your immune system does rely on things that are micro, not macro. Like the baseline here is that you sh- you need to get enough calories to support your energy throughout the day. But at the same time, certain micronutrients that Emma mentioned, things like vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc are important for the immune system. Um, some that Emma mentioned that I'll repeat are going to be the vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, selenium, iron, and protein. Um, if you want to look for foods for these, you know, potatoes, carrots, broccoli, Vitamin C foods going to be your citrus fruits, bell peppers, stuff like that. Vitamin D is going to be found in fatty fish and eggs, milk, and 100% fortified juices. Um, also can supplement with that one. Zinc is better absorbed oftentimes from animal sources, so you can get it from things like beef and seafood. Um, probiotics are also very good in terms of immune function because they have this good bacteria um, in your body. And then they also can be found in like things like kimchi, kefir, etc., And then having enough protein is once again goes back to that thinking of like you need enough calories throughout the day. And so your body needs enough protein. And especially when your immune system is like not functioning well, you're sick, your body's trying to repair and repair your muscles and your immune system and everything. And so protein is a really big building block during that part of the process. So just make sure you're eating enough and make sure you are focusing on those micronutrients. Um, Like we said, you know, health doesn't exist in a vacuum. So you we, you know, we all live in different places. There could be different pathogens floating around, but these are kind of like preventative things that you can do. Um, but don't stress about it too much. I feel like if you're a CMOS girly, you're probably going to survive and thrive and all those things. And if you have a few days where you're in bed, live it up, find some fun TV show. I've been watching the Snoopy show um, and just lay in bed. Yeah. And I think also too, like a lot of people who are like we CMOS girlies are really care about their health and wellness often think that they're like totally protected from like ever getting sick and like I know for me like whenever I would get sick I'd almost view myself as a failure and it's like no we all are like humans and like we all can get sick and like it's totally fine it doesn't mean like like you're like not a healthy person because you got the flu it's like anyone could have gotten the flu so I think also just like give yourself some grace and you know if you are someone who is like a hypochondriac like 
that is definitely a real thing. That's like something that like my dad really struggles with and, you know, just like find ways to kind of manage that stress and realize that, you know, it's just a cold, it's just a fever, it's just the flu and you're going to feel fine after two or three days and, you know, don't isolate yourself during like the cold winter months. You're afraid of like getting sick. Like I think it's even more important kind of during those cold months to go out and like socialize when you can, just because, you know, it is darker out. People are inside more and, you know, you can still live a little life even when it's negative 20 degrees out. Yeah. Get your community in social isolation. Oh my God. Sorry. You can tell I haven't podcasted. Social isolation is very bad for your health, so do not isolate yourself in these trying times. Make a plan with a friend. Do something in the next two weeks. That's my challenge to you, girlies. Um, but that's that. Um, I gotta edit and upload this pod. I gotta think about life stuff. What day is it? It's Monday, right? Yeah, Monday. Never knows over here. But um, anyways, thank you, girlies, for listening. Um, hope you've been loving the memes in our pod absence. Let us know any pods ideas you want to see in the future. Um, we're just a cheeky DM away, but that's that. That's the podcast. I'm going to make myself some celestial seasonings tea because it mm. is that time of the year. I got cinnamon apple right now. I've been trying to find Bengal spice, but no one has it right now. And it's I have some really my, sad. I have some in my apartment that I bought or that my mom bought me like last year or something. So if so you want cute. me, I got you. Okay. Um, we need to make a meme of the celestial guy before it's too late. Absolutely. Yeah. We, maybe we can do a little tea bag exchange and yeah. go, um, make a meme about the teddy bear guy. God. Yeah. I need to do that. Um, I'll make that meme tonight. I'll post it tomorrow. So hopefully the girlies will giggle, laugh and love if you listen to the pod. But um, thank you, girlies. We will see you next Tuesday. Talk to you then. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.